Hey everyone, this is Siobhan with The Creative Outsiders, where we connect the dots for storytellers. Basically, we want to show you it's possible to live your filmmaking dreams. And today's episode is a little bit different. On Thursdays, if you don't know, we've been meeting up and doing kind of a community chat. We bring the conversation and we connect during this time. I thought that it would be super dope and special if I had one of my favorite people. She always says that I gather her edges, but she does it for me and the whole wide world, the Instagram community (laughs) and beyond. And it was just something that I saw that a lot of creatives were struggling with. It's not necessarily our ability to create. It is what's going on with their mind, um, how we see ourselves, and that's hindering us more than anything else. So I said, let's bring on, I'm going to give you a name, the Mindset Specialist Extraordinaire. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Marlena, she has one of my favorite books. I would show it to y'all, but it's on my bed. Oh, wait. (laughs) I'm going to show y'all. Oh, you got it? Of course you got it. It's it's going back. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) That, y'all know, seriously, it is the best devotional for business owners that I have read. And I read a lot of books. I believe in the book. It's a great book. So I definitely think that it's something you should have in your bag um and i'm gonna let marlena take over with uh talking about herself because i believe in people boosting their self up yep Mm -hmm. yeah you gotta drop tea on yourself ma'am and i'm gonna put her book name in the chat and then we're gonna flow talk all right marlena take it away sis cool awesome well thank you that was a wonderful introduction i received what was said thank you hey everybody Um, My name is Marlena Banks, and I am many things. One of the things, one of the reasons why I even know Siobhan's amazing self is because I said yes to God to write uh, my book, my devotional, Big Idea Food. So um, I authored that. I'm the author of that. I've also developed into a bit of a mindset and business coach for creatives for startup emerging founders entrepreneurs creatives and uh yeah i do a lot of a a lot of fun things but mostly i support (laughs) creatives people trying to live out their passion by providing really scripture-based everything from devotionals that snatch your edges to um coaching <laughs> that does the same thing and also gets you together. And, uh, and most recently, actually, I launched my community for Christian entrepreneurs. That is my current baby that I'm loving and enjoying very much and helping us to not only get our business mindsets in order, but also our discipline and our consistency as well. So that's kind of what I do. Uh, You will typically find me on Instagram, although I've been hiding out in the midst of all that's going on lately. Not going to (laughs) lie. But um, I do, you know, when things are normal, I'm always on there. So nice to meet everybody. I'm excited to to share. And also, I want to say to one day soon, Marlena is going to write, create, 
something in the film world. Just putting it out there. (laughs) Yes, it's coming. I got the concept. (laughs) I already got it. One day soon. Um, And she is usually like all the way on Instagram with good words. And one of the things that, uh, because you know, I'm on your Instagram now because you are good for a good word. But one of the things that you said is I create with the creator. And I think that's a really good place to start because I know last week we were talking about community and uh, the week before that we were just asking just questions about like, how do you handle fear? How do you handle comparison? So I want to, we knock on a sugarcoat it. We're going to start right at fear because that is the place where a lot of people tend to not push past or even get started. It's like, I have this idea and I'm fearful and it stays an idea for five years or I'll start it and nothing happens after starting. Like it sits in the pile of my wonderful ideas. So what would you say, or what are some words that you have for somebody that is experiencing fear, like that it's paralyzing to the point where they're not creating or they're diminishing what God has placed on their heart to do? Mm. I think I'm going to begin with, one of the one of the biggest things that I've seen and that I realize, um, and I've seen it in myself, I've seen it in the people that I coach and talk to, um, we don't realize how valuable what we're supposed to do is, and so we're fearful about creating, or we create but we don't really do it at the level that we know we're really like supposed to that we know we could we have the potential to and it's because we we're a lot of us are dealing with low Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-esteem like and don't even realize it we don't have a big enough opinion of ourselves or a big enough opinion of the purpose that God has for us um, and for the thing that we need to create and that keeps us stuck I think We also get caught up in overthinking, trying to figure out all of the things before we actually pull the trigger. And it's like, at some point, you just have to pull the trigger and just go and walk on that water, right? Like, you're never going to have every single step figured out. As soon as you take a step, everything in the, you know, world changes because you took that step. So now something else different. You know what I mean? Like, You're not one of the best um, phrases that I got that has helped me is I do more than I think. Mm -hmm. And I've truly learned that when we, we learn more by doing than by thinking about doing right. Like if we're stuck and we don't, and we're just sitting on something for forever and forever and forever, because we're overthinking, because we're trying to figure out all the steps before we move. It's like, if you just start taking a step, the steps that you didn't have yet are going to start to reveal themselves to you. I mean, I feel that so heavy in my life or even with writing the book that I had, like I didn't necessarily see all of what I've even experienced and attained to this point, you know, where I have 
a following. I have people who love and ride for this book. I have new friends. I have vision um, that God has revealed since writing this book that I did not see before I actually just obeyed the nudge to write it. Right. And it's, so I guess I, you know, on the other side of actually obeying that nudge and, and overcoming the fear and doing the thing, I realized that it, it just wasn't worth sitting on. And I can, I mean, I can keep going on this area cause I know the questions are coming up, but I think it's going to kind of meld into the other questions, but yeah, I, I think my hack for, for getting over it is you just have to take a step and then let yourself learn from that step and then take another step. But um, I know it also helps to have that conviction, right? Like I said, mm-hmm. we don't understand our value because we don't understand what the thing is, who it's for, right? We're caught up thinking about ourselves and what are people going to think of me and me, 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 me. And when we would just take the focus off of ourselves and put it on other people, that will light more of a fire. When you see that there are people out here who need what you do. Like when I literally, every single person who I talk to about my book or about anything that I put out there and they're just like, thank you for writing this. It helped me do X, Y, Z. And it's like, they were waiting on me to write this book. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't write it, like there would be a gap in their life. And I can now see that on the other side of saying yes and, and overcoming the fear to do it. But if, if any of us are still in that place, I, I encourage you to think about the people who need to hear that story, who need to see that film, who need to read your book, whatever it is, like get the focus off of yourself and start putting it on them. And, and, and the fear might still be there, but your like desire for serving your desire for helping somebody else will start to outweigh that fear. It just starts to diminish in a sense because it's not as important as this person who needs what I have to give. And it wasn't given to you just for you, right? It was given to you for the people who, um, who needed it. So I would say that's one of my number one, one hacks of getting, getting out of fear is, is stop focusing on you and yourself and literally go talk to the people who are, who need to, you know, hear your story, listen to their pain points related to your subject matter. And I don't care. Your subject matter could be comedy. Like it doesn't have to be super deep, but joy and laughter heals and ministers to people so like again not diminishing the value of what you have to bring i don't care if it's not curing cancer it's doing something and it's designed to do something for people so anywho i digress that was good you know i was trying to uh, remember all your bars that you dropped because that's what you do you have like five good uh one-liners back to back but i like what you said we don't know our value you know and that's what I was going to ask you. How do you, how do you think we lose it? Or, you know, that we're not aware of how valuable we are and um, as an individual, but then also what we have to offer the world. Yeah. And Siobhan is actually, I'm learning this literally today. Like this is just like a real, a more recent revelation than not for me. 
but your value is actually caught up inside of the problems that other people have. When you realize, when you start, again, taking the focus off of yourself, getting that service mindset of, okay, what are they, what is this person dealing with that I'm supposed to give what I have? Um, and what I'm finding is the clarity about why you have that thing, the reason you went through that experience, the reason you have this weird talent or gifting or knowledge, um, it starts to become even clearer when you spend time with the person who needs it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is where I don't think it's said enough that we, we be all up in our heads trying to figure out our value and like, let me articulate, you know, my value proposition and whatever it is. And it's like, it's hard to do it when you're just in a silo of just yourself. And that's because value is literally born out of the problem that it solves, right? Like, why is it valuable? It's because it solves a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, after, you know, there, there's a lot of work involved in uncovering your own personal strengths and giftings and talents, right? And that those are valuable in and of themselves, right? I'm not mm-hmm. saying that those alone aren't valuable, right. but they become, they start to take on meaning when you realize who <laughs> they're there for right? Whether that's your family, you know what I'm saying? Whether that's whatever, whoever it's for, it's for somebody outside of you. And I think that's where value, actually the the definition of value is born out of what is this, who is this here for? What problem is is this solving for them? Um, So I don't know if that's like a super popular answer, but that's what I'm realizing. I think now more than ever, I did like, um, I did some like one-on-one sessions with my audience, just like in the midst of all this Corona stuff. It was, you know, I, I, I did probably 20 or 30 of these sessions and I just kept hearing people saying the same stuff over and over again. And the more I heard it, the more I realized like, okay, this is why I need to do (laughs) this community. This is why um, I went through this so that I could help them avoid going through this. Like, it just, it literally just strengthened my clarity of why I'm needed. Because <clears throat> if you just have all these giftings and talents, but there's no need for them, that's, it's hard to uncover or realize your value. But when you see the need, um, you realize it. And you can only see that need when you spend that time in the trenches with your people. And, you know, I just think about Jesus. Y'all, like, you talk about my bars, like, <laughs> the bars. <laughs> That he dropped day in and day out. And why is that? Why was he so able to articulate his value? It's because he spent every single day in the trenches with the people who needed him. He knew his messaging was on point because he knew what to say. He knew what buttons to push. He knew what nerves needed to be, what edges needed to be snatched off because he spent time with the people he was there to serve. He wasn't just over here in a silo trying to figure out his value proposition, (laughs) Right. right? Mm -hmm. or trying to design or develop some plan to save the world. No, the plan comes, is born out of like, you see the problem and then it just automatically starts working, right? The words are there, the story, the creative is there. So yeah, I just think we got to get out of our own heads. That you said, you know, like our value, we, we recognize it in solving a problem. It like, we see it clearly and it just made me think about my stuff, like things that I, like even things I complain about. And I'm like, I don't want to see that on TV. Like, this is what I want to see. So I can keep complaining about it. 
and not meet the need. I know the next thing I had that I said to you was, why are we not doing what we're supposed to do? <laughs> you wrote your neck when you said it too. <laughs> because that's the number one thing that I get in my inbox, like as a creative. And so for me, I need somebody else to help articulate it. Cause you know, I just be like, just do it. <laughs> I don't have anything beyond just do it. So I'm, I'm hoping that Marlena has something that will back me up, but says, just do it. What do you say to people that are not doing what they're supposed to do? And they're not like, let's say they don't know their audience. Like, I don't know who I'm supposed to serve because it makes it e easier if I know, okay, I'm a creative that's supposed to tell, um, that's supposed to do comedy because I'm here to make sure that people are happy. You know, mm -hmm. that if I don't know, then what do you tell those people? Well, I, I encourage you to think about who it might be who needs it. And yeah, you don't, if you don't know, yeah, I mean, we all start out not knowing. So how do we find out who our audience is? And you start to like, you know, start to imagine like when you're imagining doing this comedy, who's in the audience, you know, put yourself in the mind frame, start to and talk it out with somebody, um, a coach or, um, you know, you need to talk, talk to somebody um, about like who this person that you're visualizing it for. And, and I know like, you don't always see that, right? Like you, you have an idea and it's just that idea, you know what I'm saying? So it's your job to do the work, right? It's not, it's not, I think sometimes we all just expect and feel like just like the inspiration came to us for the idea that everything else for the execution is just supposed to just drop in our heads. And that's not the case. You have to do some of the, the legwork. <laughs> So get out there and think about who this person is and then go talk to them. And then maybe you talk to them and you realize, nah, you know what? You actually ain't the one. And, and just that one conversation, <laughs> that one conversation teaches you so much about like, okay, yes, this is like, when, when I talked, I felt my spirit leap with this person because I know that they're the one who needs this or the opposite happens. And then you realize, okay, nope, it's not you. It's this person. Um, so yeah, you, you, you're gonna have to just pick, like, just literally just pick a person type, a demographic, <laughs> talk to somebody who fits it and then go from there. Um, but I, so I think that is, is a big part of like not doing what you're supposed to do. Cause you do, you feel like I will a lot. There is a huge lack of clarity when you don't know who it's for. Cause you can have all the idea in the world, but you can't market that thing. You can't like really finish it to the extent or build it to the extent that it needs to be built when you don't know who it's for. Um, so I, that's literally, once you get the idea out and you decide, okay, I'm going to do this. You need to be talking to your person. You need to find them, figure it out, just figure it out. <laughs> but um, another thing, I got to say this, this came when you asked me, why are we not doing what we supposed to do? Mm -hmm. this, this came to mind as well. So I got to say it. And this is real. This is real. Like, this is what it is. And I deal with this as well. But a lot of times we're caught up trying to pay bills and we just are distracted <laughs> with everything else. Like, that is the hard reality. Like, these bills is here. I know what I'm supposed to do, but 
um, I can't because <laughs> I need to do this so I can make money so I can do this. And, but the, <laughs> the thing that, like I said, I just, I did like calls with like 20 or 30 people in my audience, you know, this isn't, this isn't everybody, but this is my people. So my people out here hustling, creating businesses, creating stuff um, to make money to pay their bills, but they still are broke. <laughs> the business still ain't bringing no money in. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you mean to tell me that you have this whole entire purpose and calling and vision that you know you're supposed to be doing. You know it. Like many times we know. Mm-hmm. And, but it's on the back burner because you need to make this money. Okay, sure. So the thing that you're doing to make this money still isn't paying you <laughs> any, any coin. Like you, you are literally still broke out here. So why, like, if we going to be broke anyway, like go after the thing. And it's because like, you don't think that it's possible um, to, for your passion and project to support you. And I just have found over and over again that there's a way once you decide, that's the thing when we wishy-washy mm. about it, you got to draw a line in the sand. Like it's, it's after you draw that line in the sand to say, you know what, come hell or high water, I'm going after this thing. I'm going to make this movie happen. Like whatever you, that's when the Lord (laughs) just starts to like give and provide. And maybe it doesn't happen in the way you want. Like I I know for like me in my case, um, even just, just recently as like a couple months ago, like I was believing for God to provide financially for some things for me. And he did not like rain no money from the sky, but he gave me <laughs> wow, <somebody>. shocker. <laughs> he was not up there, <laughs> but he actually sent um, people. He sent people that were like, I want to do this for you. Or can we like barter this or, and, and I had to realize that that was provision. And I think a lot of times we don't realize, we don't recognize provision when it comes because it doesn't come like we expected it to. Mm-hmm. And so you got to make, make the call, make the decision, draw the line in the sand. Uh, and then, you know, recognize that, yes, okay, maybe I do still need to like make this money over here, but maybe it needs to be a, a part-time fo- focus so that I can do what I'm supposed to do. Cause that's where the resources start to funnel in anyway. Mm-hmm. And then keep your eyes open for the provision that God sends. Cause it may be unconventional, but it's probably exactly what you need keep moving until you can generate the flow (laughs) that is that is more than I promise you was coming I promise you was coming like he ain't give us these ideas and visions for us to be broke out here like we got to have a bigger opinion of God than that (laughs) right yeah and I I think that's good too um and it made me think about something that Miss Aretha said a couple of weeks ago but something that I want to say and you can like add on to it where I think especially because, you know, I'm speaking directly to creatives, we have this mindset that we have to be um, the struggling artist or mm. the, <laughs> I wish I could have seen her face, y'all. She just rolled her eyes real hard. Mm. Um, or the, <laughs> sip on that. <laughs> no, but seriously, that we have to be the struggling artist or the broke creative. So when you said that, you know, when people are basically, let's call it what it is, when we're double-minded, we cannot focus our attention on what we're supposed to do. So I do want you to speak to that. And then Miss Aretha, you have to tell your story again, Mm. because I so wish that I would have recorded it. So you got to say it this time. 
and how she had to, you have to tell that story. And then Marlene, I want you to answer the question about broke creative. Okay. What I, what I was talking about, it was, um, the Lord had given me a seminar, um, armed and dangerous, uh, equipped for the end times. And it was, I was so excited because not only did he say do the seminar, he said do it by the end of June. And it was, I want to say May, March or April or whenever. And so I'm gung ho. I said, I'm going to do it. Lord, whatever you want, I'm doing it. So I got the book, the room. We served dinner at our seminar. So we had the dinner and it was, it was a great seminar. And I used my credit cards because I'm like, whatever the Lord wants, I'm going to do whatever it takes, make the sacrifice. And it was, the seminar turned out great or whatever, but it was like a year later. Uh, when the Lord uh, politely said, you did what I told you, you did the seminar, but you didn't wait for the instructions as to how it was going to get funded. I didn't tell you to use your credit cards to pay for that. So mm -hmm. in my excitement of doing the right thing, I did it the wrong way in the sense that I didn't wait for the next step for his provision and his way of doing it. I, Cause I didn't think that he was going to do that. I figured I had to do it. So I did it. And then he took a year before he reminded me, <laughs> yeah, you missed that. You are supposed to wait on me to guide you for provision as well. Bars. Okay. <laughs> you see how you look Marlena? That's how we was looking that day when she told us, I was like, how many times have I like, had our project, wanted to film something. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to just go ahead and spend all my money. I'll <laughs> ask him. And he let you. He'd be like, all right, since you, since you the provider, you got it. <laughs> that part, you the provider. I feel like, mm, I don't know. Now, I was going to say it's one of those lessons that once you learn it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, okay, now I know that actually you're supposed to be the provider. And I thought I did. I thought I knew that, but then I actually depended on myself. So I guess I didn't know that. Ooh, I, I literally had an experience like that last year. So um, I completely resonate with that. And I am, it's a constant, I'm not going to say battle. I'm going to say challenge uh, <laughs> to continue to believe that. To mm -hmm. continue to, and it's, and it's exactly that too. Like, is God, are you, is God the provider or are you? And I feel like it happens in multiple ways for each of us. It manifests in different ways, but it, it goes down to that foundational um, question or, you know, where is our mindset? Is it, is, are we the provider or is he? Um, so that's real. Like, I thank God for <laughs> giving us opportunities to learn and then continue to learn and, you know, just, Okay, she still ain't got it yet. All right, go on and go on run up the car. Run it up. Go run it. <laughs> run the car up and then be sad. <laughs> and then be sad later. Ooh, um, but I do want to want you to talk about, you know, this mindset that creatives have that we have to be the starving artist or the broke creative or even charge like people hardly any money when they come to us. <laughs> like I mean honestly I feel like I honestly feel like now I'm not gonna go off on a tangent with this but I do feel like that is some mess that has been fed to us over the years right that that's what we see in movies that's what we see like the starving art like if you're doing your passion you're not 
obviously you're you're still you're going to be broke like that's and whew, the more I think about media and film and the spirit behind it I'm like that makes total sense because you know the devil is trying to keep us from going after our passion um and meanwhile when we do that's where all of the provision comes that's where our genius zone is that's where just all of the divine energy will flow in our direction <sighs> so I just feel like it's a lie that's been fed to us that we have to break. Um, it's a mindset that we just have to break and, mm-hmm. and realize that, no, actually, this is possible. Um, I can have this. Mm-hmm. I can live my passion and live luxury or, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is for you, I, I can be paid well um, as well as, uh, you know, living in something that I love. And, you know, honestly, when you, when we're not charging what we're worth is because once again, it goes back to, we don't know our value. And that's because we don't know who we, we haven't identified that value because we haven't identified the problem that we solve. And y'all literally businesses exist to solve problems. What, whatever is being created exists to solve a problem. If you're not solving a problem for me, why do I care? And if you can't communicate that you're solving a problem for me, well, yeah, I don't think I should pay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you can't even communicate it. So that's why you're lowballing yourself. Cause mm-hmm. you don't know why you don't know what problem you solve. And when you're not solving problems for people, you're not valuable to people. Mm-hmm. So that's what got us out here. You know, that's what got us out here starving. So again, it would behoove you. <laughs> not behoove <laughs> you. I gotta use behoove. Okay. <laughs> You have to find out the people that you're supposed to be helping. You need to figure out that problem and you need to figure out. And, and by figuring out that problem, that's going to help you articulate your value. And once you know, man, I cannot tell you how many sessions I've had with clients. Like when we get into the nitty gritty of like what your program or whatever it is, is doing for people, like they start to realize, oh shoot, like this is, this is valuable. Like, oh wait, cause I see the pain point that it solves. Like, They're not paying you for, and that's the other thing, like, that we have to realize, you know, when it comes to our value, like, people aren't paying us for, they're not paying us for the the film or the art, okay? They're paying us for the fruit that it produces in them, right? I'm not just paying for this thing. I'm paying for the result that it brings in my life. I'm paying for the knowledge that it brings me, the problem that it solves for me. Um, So. I feel like I got off track with that, but no. <laughs> hopefully. No, it's good though. Yeah. Because it, and that's what I like. I think somebody had posted it and I reshared it where um, I said the one audience that you're or area that you're depending on to like support you during the time of being, you know, stuck in the house because of Corona is entertainment, is media, mm-hmm. because what are we doing? We're binge watching. We're glued to TV. We're glued to YouTube. We're like, those are outlets that are helping you like let go of stress. And I think that's the thing when we break it down, all we say is like, oh, okay, I just did this YouTube show or, oh, okay, I did this web series. And we don't realize like what it adds to people's lives. Like it provides hope. It, it relieves stress unless you're watching something crazy then that's something totally different but 
it does more than what we realize. And I think that goes back to, like you said, at the very beginning, like we do things for people beyond just entertainment. Like we give hope, we inspire, we encourage, we make people believe bigger. And I think that's something that creatives have to wrap their mind around. Like we do more than just what on the surface looks like. I'm glad you brought that up because that actually brought something to mind that I was in conversation with someone uh, maybe last week who is an artist, a fine artist, and um, was just talking about how literally fine art, or or maybe I was watching something, I don't remember, but uh, we're just talking about how fine art has been around for millennia, right? Like people have been buying art. Like art is art is one of the very few things that has stood the test of time mm-hmm. um, that people are still paying money for to this day. So like they I love their mindset because they were like, yes, I'm an artist and I'm going to make this money with with my art. Because actually, uh, while other people are telling me I'm supposed to be starving artists, this is actually a literally billion dollar industry <laughs> in reality. And I yeah. and you saying um, bringing up media just made me realize that same effect, like entertainment, film, um, you know, performance that has been around since forever, forever. Mm -hmm. Right. So why is it, why has it never died down? It's because it's needed. Mm -hmm. That was just, yeah. Period. Okay. I'm wanting to collaborate, but I'm full of comparison. How do I handle that space? Yeah. You know, if you are, you're caught up in comparison, again, it's a selfish mindset versus a service mindset, right? So once again, you are thinking about you and your feelings and your fears instead of who's going to benefit from this collaboration, right? Um, But I actually, I wanted to read y'all, I wrote a devotional about this um, in response to this answer. Um, not in response, but it was one of the devotionals I wrote in the past that I felt like, um, kind of said the heart of what I'm saying, which is basically can't nobody do it like you. I'm sorry, but I'm going to read a couple, couple lines from this just to share my, this just said it well (laughs) in my, um, in my estimation. So I recently got trapped by comparison when I, this is me. I started off by sharing just a story about how, um, you know, I dealt with that whole feeling of like, oh my God, somebody else is better than me. They've been doing it longer than me. You know, I can't do what I'm doing because they're better at it. Like what, who, that doesn't make any sense. Right. So, um, something that God gave me when I was kind of in the throes of that, cause I know it, like it throws you off. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. That's the, the thing that we have to deal with this. Like it's, the actual comparison element or the competition that you see isn't even the big thing. It's it's what it does to your mind. Um, So God gave me this scripture um, in Genesis 43 and verse 23. And um, it's when Joseph was kind of playing a trick on his brothers when he was like Mm -hmm. second in command to Pharaoh. And he was like, he had put some treasure in uh one like made it like his brother stole the thing or whatever just kind of I don't know what he was doing playing with him or whatever but this scripture just says stop worrying he replied don't be afraid your God and the God of your father put treasure in your packs and y'all I don't know like in that time it really blessed me because um and this is what I wrote you know um 
even though it's talking about the trick that Joseph played on his brothers before revealing his true identity to them, God used this tiny little line to revive me like only he can. It was like I heard him shouting out to me saying, you're still amazing. And there's there are people out there who need the unique treasure I have placed within you. Um, all the feels, right? <laughs> and so if you're in the midst of a comparison battle right now, I want you to let this sink in real good. God made you incomparable. And I, I share the, the definition of the word incomparable, and it means without an equal in quality or extent, matchless. And whew, like, y'all, when I tell you that word incomparable, just stay with me. Like, that's who we are. Like, no one has the same set of skills, talents, experiences, challenges overcome, lessons learned, life lived <laughs> as you. And, you know, even before you even had any of those things, you were already a unique creation because God made you in his image and he alone is unique. So if, if he's unique, then we are a mirror image of that, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was just something that, that spoke to me and that I wanted to share with you guys, you know, we're, you're incomparable. You're incomparable. Um, and the only person, there is no competition because how can there be? <laughs> you, you're the only you that exists. So there is no competition. You're only in competition with yourself. And um, I want to, you know, I think, again, it's all in your mind. Uh, a lot of this is mindset. I know that's what you had me uh, to come on and talk about today. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, when, when these fears start cropping up, it's going to take work to tear them down. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, those fears aren't coming from nowhere. Right. They are there for whatever reason, whether you, you, you got them when you were a kid, you know, they're deeply rooted issues. But you have to do the work to recognize that, OK, whenever I see this person stuff, I, I feel some type of way. Why is that? And you need to sit with that. and You need to acknowledge it. and You need to write it down. Um, and you need to do that for every single one of those fears and lies that crop up. Um, and then you have to go go at them. And I recommend going at them with God's word. So what is a scripture that directly combats that lie? Because that's what it is. They're better than me. I'll never be as good as them. Um, they're going to take all, you know, my people that I'm supposed to help. You know what I'm saying? All of those are lies. So we, we got to actually physically go after those lies with God's word and tear each and every single one of them down. And this is work that I do. I still do to this day, every day. Um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's required. If we're going to overcome these mindsets that are holding us back, um, we have to do the work and, and it literally takes physical labor <laughs> of fighting them with the truth. You got to fight that lie with the truth until you start to believe the truth. Bars. <laughs> but that's true because I think uh, just to add to that we usually are taught to like you know we're not given the spirit of fear or um, don't compare but we're very people usually don't back it up with now okay once I dig this hole up I gotta plant something new yes so if you don't have something new to reference you short you're it's gonna be that just E that easier to go back to what you were already you know comparing or fearful about because you have nothing new to reference and I think that is something and I just realized it even more for creatives because we're already in our head and we have to create and our creativity you know it's 
framed by our imagination, but also because what God's impressed in our heart. But if we don't do the work and like, like you said, mindset work is an everyday thing. Like it's not a, okay, I'm over it. Nah, you gotta, you gotta feed yourself goodness. If there's no goodness there, you're going to fall back on whatever was like painting you or terrorizing you. Um, and, and like you said, replacing it with the thing that you do want to grow and get rooted within you. you. Do you have any last words before we like hop off? We, we're all a part of the body and we have to, I don't care if you are a toenail, like you are needed. <laughs> True. Cause don't nobody want to be out with a missing toenail. Right? When your toenail and that toenail gets broken, busted, you feel that. So, like, literally, <laughs> your part matters. And yeah, I just want to encourage y'all. Like, um, I, I have been a, been the beneficiary of somebody else's obedience. Mm. Um, I've seen that if they hadn't said yes to their thing, that I wouldn't have gotten what I needed. And I've seen that same thing happen for other people with my obedience. Um, so the part you play is huge. Um, it does not, (laughs) you just, you can't quantify the value of the part that you play. Um, it's needed when it's missing, the whole body isn't working right. The, the mission isn't, isn't being accomplished and God didn't give you, he didn't create you just for GP. (laughs) He wasn't like, okay, I mean, yeah, you, you can just exist. Like there's a reason you're here. There's a reason your ideas um, were given to you. Um, they're needed, literally needed. So go forth and execute <laughs> by go, all means. Go forth and execute. And that's, yeah, that's a good way to look at it because I think sometimes we consider our obedience, like me, like, am I obeying God? But like, is my lack of obedience, like, jacking somebody else up not that guy won't be like oh, okay you not listening i'm gonna right, somebody right. else because <laughs> he will he'll be like oh, okay you ain't want to do it and then you'll see like the next week that whole idea come out and it's because you sat on it so long so thank you for that perspective because it's like no i don't want to miss being a service to somebody else just because i'm like lazy um <laughs> in my own head inconsistent because that's another thing like just being inconsistent yeah being moved by your feelings yeah yeah Yeah. we ain't even gonna go all the way there sis i know that could be a whole nother (laughs) (laughs) Um, i would love to come do this again though so yeah let me know (laughs) let me tell y'all though i'm a because this is what i do i just randomly like will text her be like so are you available? And then she'll be like, yeah, let me look at my calendar. In four weeks, I can. <laughs> In four weeks, I'd be like, sis. She'd be like, Siobhan, I can't. I got too many. I'm like, not here being obedient, okay? So, sis calendar is full of obedience, okay? <laughs> and I'd be like, fine, put me on for this day. <laughs> So thank you for everybody that's listening, everybody that's going to listen back to the replay. I appreciate you. You know the drill. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Go live your filmmaking dreams. Also, in the show notes, I'm going to put Marlena's information. Uh, I'm also going to tag everybody who joined because that's just what I do. 
Uh, and also, you know, if you have questions, you can always email us and share, support, let other people know, because if you don't, how else they gonna know, y'all? All right.